you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer this is affordable interior design the podcast here's your host betsy hellman Great to be with you again. Spring is here. I am feeling my mood lighten, even though uh, things are getting more intense around here. As my house is sold, we have a move out date in just a couple of months and we have no new house. I've been concentrating hard on Connecticut, looking at these amazing farmhouses with barns, but we've been losing out in bidding wars and it has been exhausting. Additionally, between the prices and the taxes and the, it's like, what are we even doing? Paying so much money for something that needs a lot of help. I've been considering for the first time since I can remember, because I always imagined I would live in the New York area. I've been considering moving somewhere else. My husband just got a job in Arlington, and while he can work remotely, he does have to go there about once a week. So what if we move to Virginia? I don't know. I've only been to Virginia, well, I went to Colonial Williamsburg in the heat of July, and it was um, really something, really intense, unforgettable trip as my family and I melted listening to the Declaration of Independence being read live on July 4th by reenactors as we melted, the ice cream melted. Uh, There's no air conditioner, no air conditioning at all in the buildings in Colonial Williamsburg for the most part. Uh, So anyway, that was um, a very interesting trip. But that's my only context for Virginia. So I've decided maybe I just need to run down there. Maybe I just need to get behind the wheel of my car and see something new, not as a tourist, but as a potential resident. So are you guys from Richmond or Charlottesville? Those are the two areas I'm targeting because you know I love historic homes. I also love good restaurants and the artsy scene. So I've heard amazing things about Richmond and Charlottesville. Uh, let me know. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear your experiences because otherwise I'm just jumping into the deep end without any context, which feels very risky, but also um, exciting? Question mark? Okay. Anyway, speaking of jumping into the deep end, I'm going to dive right into your questions, swimming through the mailbag, 
And you might be thinking at home, you might be thinking, hey, I have a question for the podcast. Well, feel free to send it in. All you have to do is go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. There's a button there where you can click to submit a question. You can attach your pictures. I'll give you free advice. I love seeing what design dilemmas you have. I love helping you solve them. And of course, there's so much more on that website too. You can see the book. You can see our online classes. There's a wealth of information, including a weekly blog. So you can dive into some fun, exciting new stuff while I'm diving into a fun, exciting new location. All right, without further ado, let me read Ghani's question from Israel. Ghani writes, Hi, Betsy. I love your show and I listen to every episode. Your advice seems so commonsensical and it seems so obvious until I actually try to implement it in my own space. Then, even after hours of listening, I still have no idea what to do. We recently renovated a four-bedroom apartment in a suburb of Tel Aviv. I have no idea what to do about drapery. All of the windows except for the sliding glass doors in the living room have shutters. So I don't need curtains. I don't need blinds. I don't need privacy or to keep the sun out. I want drapes or curtains because it will make the apartment feel softer. It will make it feel put together. But in the three bedrooms, the windows are in the corners. And in the master bedroom, the two windows are different sizes. And in the living room kitchen area, the kitchen window is only a couple of feet from the glass doors. These are aluminum windows and the frames are flush with the walls. So all of the options have to go in front of the window frames. How do you match a window in the kitchen, which you said has to be wipeable, with curtains on sliding glass doors? How do you choose curtains for corner windows? One of the corner windows swings open, so blinds are out of the question. Do you put curtains behind a headboard? How do you hang curtains when one window is wider than the other and the other is taller than the other is wide? Any advice on where to start and some basic guidelines would be much appreciated. Please explain them as if you were talking to a small child. I feel that incompetent when choosing my curtains. Best Ghani. P.S. Please excuse the mess. We moved in more than a little week ago and we haven't finished unpacking yet. No problem, Ghani. I can look past all the boxes, all the mess, and get straight to the heart of the problem. Guys, if you want to see Ghani's windows, if you want to see her newly moved in apartment or newly renovated, I guess I should say, then you will want to head over to our YouTube channel. It's Affordable Interior Design by Uploft on YouTube. Once again, Affordable Interior Design by Uploft on YouTube. All right, Ghani, I'm going to scroll through your pictures while I answer your question. First things first, you don't need privacy. Some of these windows are hard to treat or difficult to have open with a treatment in place. I'm not seeing that corner window, which particularly intrigued me because that can have a whole host of challenges. But I am seeing the other windows, including the kitchen window, which is very close to the stove, including the bedroom windows, which are indeed different sizes, different heights. And so I am seeing some challenges. Let me kick it off by saying, if you have shutters in place, if you have blinds in place, you don't really need curtains. Curtains are very nice to have, but they are not a must have, right? There are lots of ways to warm up a space that do not involve curtains because 
You have to measure for curtains. You have to have hardware for curtains. You want to make sure that the drapery fabric is not encroaching on your window. You want to make sure that it makes sense in the room that it's in. In other words, if it's too close to the stove, they're going to get greasy and gunky and may even be a fire hazard, right? So there's a whole host of reasons why you want to critically analyze your desire for drapes. Let's first off talk about a different solution for warming up these spaces. All the rooms right now appear to have the same color of kind of gray beige on the walls. I think that's a missed opportunity to warm up this space. One way to warm up a space that's going to be even more impactful than curtains is wall color. You have a lot more wall than you'll have drapery. And of course, using a warmish tone, whether it's a yellow or a coral or a blush right? Or even something that feels warm like a green, where it's typically classified as a cool color, but you could choose one that has a little bit more yellow and that feels a little bit warmer than say it's bluish or even silvery sage counterparts. That would be one way to warm up the room. Another way is with different textiles. So if you had a really delicious rug in this room, right now it looks like you have some acrylic or um, I'm not sure, some kind of foam tiles, but if you replaced that with a really nice rug that had a significant pile of 0.25 to 0.5, that's in inches, uh, I think it would really make this room feel softer, more inviting in terms of the living room. Then, of course, you could add a throw blanket to the sofa. You could layer it with pillows that have different colors. Instead of doing your wooden dining chairs, I might suggest ones that have upholstery. So that way, you're softening the room, adding in maybe some warmer colors, but in a different way. For the bedroom, you would, again, rely on those textiles by getting a really sumptuous, snuggly duvet, maybe with a beautiful throw blanket at the foot of the bed, maybe some decorative pillows, again, factoring in that wall paint. And then, of course, art is a wonderful way to bring in warmer colors. Instead of choosing things that have a lot of harsh, linear lines, you may want to pick artwork or even patterns on your fabrics that have curving lines, that will certainly soften the space. And then another amazing way to soften a space that feels harsh, cold, unrelenting is to put all the overhead lights on full range dimmers, because then you can kind of control the lighting experience and the atmosphere. Additionally, having multiple lamps throughout the room will allow you to control the atmosphere as well. Make sure that you have a bulb that leans towards that warmer kind of white or yellow white rather than the kind of blue white or intense bright white. That will also help a lot because Ghani, you do have a lot of challenges with window treatments. And I could certainly help guide you in terms of that living room slider. You could do an inside mount rod, uh, sort of like you'd see in a shower curtain or on a closet rod where it's touching both side walls because there is no back wall from which brackets could extend. But you're going to need a lot of fabric because you need double the width of drapery that you have width of window. And this is a very big slider. Additionally, when you push all that fabric to the side, you're going to lose quite a bit of your window. 
of this sliding glass door window, I'm calling it, because there's no wall for that fabric to gather on, so it's just going to block your view. For these reasons and so many more, Ghani, I think drapery, curtains in general, are a goner for you. Let it go and decide to soften the room in other ways. If you take all my advice and add the additional textiles, change out the chairs, shake up the wall color, put all the lighting on dimmers, and it's still feeling cold and sterile, write me back. There may be other solutions or we can go there with some curtains. But I would definitely save that as a last resort. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, Beautifying Your Home for Less, Styling Your Home, and The Fundamentals of Feng Shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock-filled with visuals and tips things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. Let me get to my next question. Next question comes all the way from California and it's from Donna. Donna writes, hi there, I discovered your show recently and I am so excited to apply your tips to our home. We bought a house and we're going to move into it when my husband is no longer in the military. I'm already starting to dream about making it a fit for our personalities, but I am not very design savvy. This is a first for us as we've always rented and we move every few years. I would like to keep with the craftsman style of the house, but I feel that the previous owners made the house a blank canvas for selling purposes. My question is whether or not you'd recommend adding some wooden beams to the ceiling to give this room some character. I'm hoping to have a large modular sofa, some plants, the furniture was the seller's. I also have a dining room past the wall that's going to be converted to a playroom for our kids since we have another dining space. The kitchen has light wood floors, gray granite countertops, and cabinets that I'm planning on painting a light sage green. Thank you for all your help and wisdom. I hope that you can help me add some fun to this house. Nothing is off limits, so I appreciate any tips or advice that you have. Wow, Donna, nothing's off limits? That is very exciting. But I do want you to put some limitations on yourself because you can do too much to a space. You can impose things on a space that feel really interesting, lively, and fun, but turn out to not be a fit for the architecture or the vibe of the home. In this case, I have one picture to go on, and it looks like these ceilings are just standard height ceilings at eight, maybe eight and a half feet. They don't seem overly tall based on the pictures that I have in front of me. 
My concern by adding beams is that it's going to make the ceilings feel even lower because the beam is going to have a depth of at least six inches. And so it's going to essentially bring the ceiling down six inches. I would not add beams to a space unless you had taller than nine foot ceilings. I would not add beams to a space unless it really went with the architecture. Now you're telling me that this space is a craftsman, but based on the one picture I have, I see no evidence of this. Now, I'm not saying that you're not telling me the truth, Donna. I'm just saying that architecturally, nothing in this living room is telling me this is a craftsman. We don't have any chunky wooden moldings. We have a really contemporary fireplace surround. Everything seems very contemporary and doesn't seem to harken back to any particular era besides what's happening right now. Uh, I think there's lots of other ways to give this space visual interest. And I don't think that you have to do it architecturally in this case, because you're going to have to make a lot of changes to make this room in particular look like a craftsman style home. Make sure that you try these other things before resorting to architectural changes. Number one, I think that we need to lose the unibrows on top of your windows. So on top of your windows, you have a unibrow, a mustache, whatever you want to call it, but people formally call it a valance. And the valance is not only a very 80s-tastic look, also it's blocking a lot of the natural light and you're losing an opportunity for drapery. Now you just heard me tell Ghani that I didn't want her to do drapery, but in your case, there's no reason not to. You have wall on either side of the window. It will definitely help accentuate the height, soften the space, add a burst of color. I just think it will help in so many ways. The other thing that you might want to consider is that you have these interesting niches. One niche that has an arch above the fireplace. The fireplace has like a very, um, I don't even know if I'd call it a mantle. It's almost like a built-in shelf that only extends about two inches past this niche. And then, you know, the fireplace is on the right. You have a TV and it looks like some kind of TV stand also inserted in a small niche on the left. And then above that, you have another niche, right? That is a square or rectangle. I can't tell from this angle. That is a lot going on. If it were me you know, I would explore. Oh yeah, I would definitely explore. Hmm. Okay. You said nothing was off limits, Donna. So I'm just going to throw some things out here. Having two niches side by side, one that has an arch, one that doesn't have an arch, they're roughly the same size and they're above a TV niche. The TV niche is bordering your TV and creating a cavity that prevents you from enlarging this TV. I think this TV cavity may be way too small for the room, especially when you bring in a large-scale sectional like you suggested you want to do in the email. I am thinking that we sheetrock up all of these niches, that we remove this little projection mantle that comes out two inches and make the wall around the fireplace just flat, right? tabula rasa, we can do whatever we want with it. What I would suggest doing with it is potentially putting artwork above the fireplace, 
Uh, or you could put the TV above the fireplace. Now, you will have heard me say in other podcasts that I don't always put the TV above the fireplace because you don't want to be craning your neck looking up. You need to have a room that has significant depth. So your seating can be set back from the fireplace enough so that it's not like you're in front row of a movie theater, right? I myself have my TV above my fireplace, but my room has significant depth of, I think, between 13 and 16 feet. Must be about 16 because my rug is 9 by 12 and the room has more space than the rug. Anyway, I digress. So it never feels that way to me. Plus, I've angled our TV down a little bit. Something like what you would see in a sports bar, right, with the TV angled a little bit down. So we never have a problem seeing. It also cuts down the glare because we have a window directly across from the TV. So putting it at that angle helps with that. And then it gives me opportunity on the side to style. In your case, I might style with like a large leafy plant. Um, You could consider keeping part of the niche where the TV is and filling it with logs for the fireplace. That would be really warm and cozy. But I think you have so much going on on that focal wall that it's really detracting from any one thing, be it the fireplace, be it the TV, being a piece of artwork, really singing, right? It's like you have four focal points on one wall with all these niches. Uh, The other thing that I think would really help is some artwork because you have wall-to-wall carpeting. And because you have wall-to-wall carpeting that looks fairly plush, I would not layer another area rug on top of it. Therefore, we're going to need to bring in color since the room has neutral walls with the fabric from the drapery with some throw pillows or a throw blanket on that wonderful sectional, and also with some art above the sectional or a wonderful mirror, right? But the mirror, of course, is not going to bring in any color. It's just going to fill the wall unless you have an unusual or kind of interesting frame on the mirror. There's a lot to take in here, but a lot of opportunity. But what I'm trying to get at is the very last thing I would do is change the space architecturally before I change the space cosmetically. Cosmetically is going to be so much easier to do, and it may achieve that same effect of personalizing, warming, de-sterilizing the space on a much smaller budget. All right. I hope that has helped you guys today. I love answering your questions, so keep them coming. You know, even as I'm driving to Richmond, I can be uh, thinking about answers to your questions, solving your design dilemmas in the car, letting it all marinate. So send them in to me. Send them to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. You'll find the form there. Click to fill it out. Oh, And one last thing, if you guys have just a couple minutes on your hands, I would love it if you would go to wherever you listen to our show, whether it's Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and leave us a review, ideally a five-star review. It helps people find us. It helps grow the show. And it always gives me a boost to read what you're thinking about each episode. So send me some feedback, send me your questions, and I'll be talking to you next week. Bye. You've asked for it, and we have answered the call. For years, you've been saying, Betsy, 
you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem, and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.